When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, thrilled to have you here for another epic debate. We hope that you're doing well, and if it's your first time here at Modern Day Debate, want to let you know we are a neutral platform hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. And so want to let you know, no matter what walk of life you are from, folks, no matter what your views or lack of views are, no matter what demographics you are, we really do want to let you know we hope you feel welcome. We're glad to have you here. And... It's going to be a fun one tonight. So want to let you know one quick, you could say, housekeeping thing about the channel before we do get the ball rolling is that if you are sick in the head like us and you love juicy debates like this, consider hitting that subscribe button as we have many more juicy debates coming up in the future. And want to let you know for tonight's debate, it's going to be pretty easy going, more of a discussion rather than our common opening statements it's basically going to start with tom just kind of asking ryan what his position is then we'll give ryan enough time as much as he needs to state his position and then right into open conversation if you have a question feel free to fire it into the old live chat if you tag me with at modern day debate it makes it easier for me to get every single question into that list for the q a super chats are also an option which will bump your question up to the top of the list and very excited want to let you know folks I would put the links of the speakers in the description. So that way, if you're listening and you're like, hey, I want to hear more of Tom or I want to hear more of Ryan, you can hear more of these guys by clicking on those links below. So with that, we're going to start with Tom just asking Tom, what could people, if this is the first time hearing about you, what could people expect to find at your link in the description below? Uh, I do debates and uh, discussions about the existence of God and philosophy and stuff with different professors from around the world. Uh, that's usually my main thing. And I also do debates on other channels and mirror them over, like on modern day debates. So you can also find all of those debates here, especially the ones where I destroyed James in a debate. Those are the most interesting. You can check those out on my channel. He doesn't put them on his channel. So just, you know. He's got a good sense of humor. You can find those debates where I took Tom to the woodshed. Those are actually open and available <laughs> on this channel. So... With that, we're going to kick it over to Ryan. Ryan, thanks so much for being here. First time here. If you want to let people mm -hmm. know what people could expect to find by clicking on your links, which are in the description, glad to hear it. Well, my website's mainly an anti-war channel, uh, but also recently we've been covering the Epstein saga and uh, everything in there from Syria to Libya to you name a conflict with terrorists, with war. That's what we're covering on the anti-neocon report. It's kind of self-explanatory in the name. Anti-neocon is everything the opposite of neocons right now. And of course, we're covering the presidential election this year uh, somewhat, but it's mostly a, an anti-war channel. I do have some documentaries about September 11th. I made my own because the ones I saw were just so, well, stupid that I thought I had to go in there and clear it up. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Thank you for being so real. <laughs> Appreciate that. And so with that, we will kick it into the kind of portion where Tom will start asking just to get a feel for where Ryan stands. And then, like I said, Ryan will have plenty of time to answer, and then we'll go into open discussion. So thanks so much. The floor is yours. 
All right, so my position on 9-11 is just the classical approach that it was done by Osama bin Laden, terrorist organization, um, ISIS, those uh, ISIS is after. But so what is your position on 9-11? I think I'd 90% agree. I think Al-Qaeda did 9-11. I think where we might differ is that I don't believe Al-Qaeda was or has ever been wholly independent of intelligence agencies. And in fact, uh, the Mujahideen splinter group that it was created from was fostered by the CIA and they admit that and we know that. Uh, and I believe we had foreknowledge of the attacks because our own FBI documents and CIA reports admit as much. All right, so for the knowledge, the pre-knowledge, I mean, there's definitely thousands and thousands of reported terrorist threats all the time. So we don't take them all as credible. So we did have knowledge that there were threats of this thing and but we didn't think they were credible at the time. So if that you count as knowledge, I would agree no, in that sense. It's way more specific than that. How so? Well, for example, uh, two of the 9-11 hijackers, Nawif al-Hazmi and Khalid al-Midhar, were tracked by the CIA to an Al-Qaeda summit meeting in Malaysia where they met Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, the uncle of Ramzi Youssef, was, who was the plotter of the 1993 World Trade Center attack with a Ryder truck who was later imprisoned and they found his plans to attack with commercial airliners. And now they followed these people to the cell in California where they live with a Saudi get agent and they're going to flight schools. I can't imagine the CIA couldn't put together that people meeting with the uncle of the World Trade Center plotter who wanted to hit with commercial airliners going to flight schools. We're not going to use commercial airliners to attack in the United States. Furthermore, we know that Vandar Bush and Turkey bin Fasil through Haifa and Mobi Daket, through two intermediaries, Omar Bayoumi and Osama Basnan, were uh, giving logistical support, bought an apartment for, and gave money to September 11th hijackers. And they refused to share this information with the FBI until August of 2001. Now that's either insane incompetence or it's on purpose. Who refused to, to give this to the FBI? The CIA. Do you have any evidence the CIA knew of this somehow? Like, yeah, everything I just said, I mean, I couldn't make that up if I tried. Like, We have the Senate uh, investigation, it's called the JAS report, the J Joint Inquiry Investigation on September 11th. That's not the 9-11 Commission. And a lot of it's redacted, but a lot of it got unredacted just around 2014 or 15, can't recall. There was a nice 28 page consecutive redacted section that they unredacted, uh, which Thomas Massey and our, our own congressman and things went in and put a lot of pressure on to reveal this information. And it shows that September 11th hijackers who the CIA had tracked to talk to KSM, they spent the night with them in fact, uh, we're living openly with their real names in California. These are known terrorists, by the way, the USS Cole bombing. And the CIA refused to share this information. This is part of why later uh, they wanted to have the Patriot Act and they wanted to have more of a, what the Department of Homeland Security was created so that it could bridge all these intelligence agencies together and share information. Well, they definitely have lots and lots of information. I don't think, like, was the FBI asking for this information prior to it? Like, when you say they refused to share it, it doesn't sound, that sound right to me. It just seems like they were probably investigating lots of things and didn't share everything. But even if what you're saying is true, none of that actually seems to be, like, evidence that we knew of the 9-11 attack. It just seems like... But it's already not just the official story because you have state sponsorship of 9-11 terrorists through Saudi Arabia already because they're giving them money yeah. and logistical support. 
and we How? definitely knew it after the fact and still haven't admitted this how you didn't say we didn't give any evidence because because bandar bush and prince turkey bin fasil through through princess haifa wired money through riggs bank to 9-11 hijackers through two saudi intermediaries and our own fbi admits that okay but what does that have to do with us like people wire money all the time to all kinds of people like the fact because the official story is there was no state sponsorship and that osama bin laden did this all by himself from plotting in Afghanistan. I don't have an objection to that. Like, definitely, I can see that there's lots of organizations that sponsor terrorists all the time. The Saudis mm -hmm. definitely sponsor terrorists. I don't. They I don't still do it now. That. They do it with ISIS in Syria. Yeah, they all do that. It's not American state. It's like definitely terrorist states sponsor terrorists. It's not America. That's our intermediary. I mean, that's how we sponsored them to begin with when Al Qaeda was created. The Saudis created a bank in Pakistan called BCCI which was the money laundering front for terrorist organizations, just like Ali North admitted during Iran-Contra. You can't just go to Congress and say, can I have a billion dollars to arm terrorists? They're going to say no. Uh, they usually use the off-the-books budgets of illegal narcotics traffic, which the CIA has been caught over and over again selling cocaine. And they use that to, uh, to pay for a lot of these things. But the Saudis, the Saudi royals in particular, are our conduit to terrorist groups. It's modern privateering. It's been like that since the 70s. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about there. So I know that we know the U.S. government did create many like insurgent, uh, what we call like freedom fighter kinders to fight against different in leaders. In different yeah, countries. Reagan's freedom fighters to fight the Soviets was and, the diaspora unit in Afghanistan they, is what Al Qaeda is. And then they became terrorist organizations, but we didn't create the terrorist organizations. We just created They're already freedom terrorists. Fighters. They're doing terrorist well, right, acts right. to Soviets so, in Afghanistan. <laughs> we funded them in order specifically to fight against the dictators of those time periods. And we stopped funding them after those periods. So it's not like we're still funding these yeah, people. We didn't stop funding them. That's the problem. Where, where's your evidence of that? I mean, we're still having, we still have ISIS in Syria. I mean, John McCain met with Raul al-Sham, took photo ops okay. with him. These people machine gun women up against walls and murdered children. But up until that moment, they were on the State Department's list under Hillary Clinton as moderate rebels. And everyone knew otherwise. Donald Trump took pictures of Kim Jong-un. So, I mean, yes, politi political. Kim Jong-un is the head pictures. of state that he's negotiating with. I mean, that's different than Raul al-Sham. <laughs> very different. pretty sure he was there to negotiate with him for something but none of yeah, that is trying to get rid of we korea's still... nuclear weapons and right they but none of that's evidence we were actually funding the like isis or al-qaeda to do 9-11 like we funded them before to get rid of the mm -hmm. dictators but we, we weren't before we, we fund them after in syria but during the event we didn't i'm saying we knew they were being funded and allowed it and it wasn't only the Saudis that knew, the Israelis also knew. They're living next door to hijackers. They celebrated September 11th. They got interrogated. All of them had different stories from each other. Uh, there was even a van with explosives that the police found and was reported on the day of 9-11. Uh, there was a faulty call trying to blame Palestinians for making a bomb that was supposedly headed toward the World Trade Center. All of these things have been whitewashed by the 9-11 kook movement that thinks there's a bomb on every floor and thermite and do weapons and whatever nonsense. But, you know, I disagree with all that. <clears throat> My contention is we know that our allies, intelligence agencies, had foreknowledge of September 11th. We also have testimony from Norman Mineta, the transportation secretary, who was in the POC bunker with Dick Cheney because Flight 77 went to the Pentagon twice 
the pilot Hanji Hanjar was coming in too high in altitude to hit the Pentagon. So he made a big loop, came at it a second time and was successful the second time, which means we had two chances to shoot it down. But the orders, according to Mineta, the Cheney whipped his neck around and said the orders still stand. They would not allow them to shoot the plane down. You could say, well, it was reluctant to shoot a plane because it's a commercial plane with people on it. This is already after two it hit in New York. And so it's either incompetence or he let it happen on purpose. Yeah, I mean, I think I would probably not allow shooting a plane down full of hundreds of civilians either. I'd probably be against that also. Um, but so far, all you seem to have said is that we used to fund terrorists or we used to fund uh, organizations which became high terrorist organizations against us. Which, yeah, I agree with, but we didn't fund the actual terrorist organization to get to 9-11. Like, this wasn't an, an American mm -hmm. inside job at all. It's like we funded ter terrorist organizations to fight against dictators, and then they turned against us, which is happens all the time, unfortunately, which is why we shouldn't. <clears throat> That's not all I said. I said specifically that we had foreknowledge of them meeting Al-Qaeda, right, right. which so had already blown up embassies in Africa, right? They're already terrorists. They've already attacked the United States long before 9-11, so we're supposed to have eyes and ears on these people. Did allowed them to live with the real names and continue to get money and logistical support from an ally and then redacted the information about that for over 13 years because it was going to embarrass Bush because Bandar Bush had such a close relationship with the Bush family. But they gave money to 9-11 hijackers. Saudi Arabia had state support for Al-Qaeda, and we know that. And there's been so, no consequence for it. So, so again, so all you've said is that America has funded an organization that became terrorists. They didn't knowingly cause terrorism. They didn't knowingly cause 9-11. And then Saudi Arabia funded the terrorists. My which, position is yes, not that America attacked itself. My position right, is right. just not so, the official story. My position is that foreign intelligence agencies were sponsoring Al-Qaeda well, and that's that America the part knew about it and didn't so know anything. So the part, I'm like the, the classic story, I don't see how anything you're saying disagrees with the classical position. We know Saudi Arabia funds terrorism. We know that we create organizations that become terrorists. We didn't allow the wire transfer. We didn't, like wire transfers aren't something that's always monitored by the government in every case to stop them. Like there's lots of different cases where you can wire transfer. We allowed their visas to be in the U.S. in the first place. They're on a no-fly list. They shouldn't have even got into the country, much less been wired money. Yes, I agree. But again, that's something we allow lots of people to have visas. Um, so the Not problem terrorists is Al-Qaeda that we had just right. tracked staying the night with Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, the mastermind and uncle of a person that attacked in 1993. Right. So I'm pretty sure that they are on the highest we, list. They're on Interpol's most wanted. These are the most wanted people in the world. They should never have gotten inside the United States. Right. And people get in the United States all the time and we don't realize it. So, again, I don't think there was a knowingly allowing them to come in knowing they were terrorists. That I mean, they, used, they be... didn't even change their names or anything. And yeah, they were so living I there for I months. See, I don't see any evidence of the CIA knowingly letting them into the United States that you haven't provided. Uh, it's not my fault that you don't know about the evidence. I mean, you need to did research it more. Like nothing I'm did, saying did is false. Present some? Like, could you present the evidence? Present the evidence. Like, you said I can give is. you whatever documents you like. Go Not right it. immediately, but whatever you want, I can give them to the host. Uh, Went over to ad nauseum. People know could, these things. Could you produce? And furthermore, right and now? then we had a, a van full of explosives. Wait, wait, wait. I, I by Rick want... Sanchez and Pat Dawson on September 11th itself. It was never explained. 
Uh, so again, all I've heard is you make assertions, but you haven't presented any actual evidence to support the assertions. What do you want? Do you want to f want me to go find the clip of them reporting about the van? Because I can do it if you give me some I, time. I don't care about the van. I want to know. You said the CIA allowed the, these terrorists into the country knowingly. I want evidence mm -hmm. of that. Show me. All right. Well, go you look up Nawaf Al Hazmi uh, and Khalid Al Midhar I don't, entering I don't the United up. States. Could, could you could you look it up and then show me which part of that qualifies as evidence? I'm not going to do that. I can do everything later that you want because I've already documented all this stuff. Right. That's why I'm asking you. Since you've already documented it, you should know where this is. Like I'd have to go through all of it to try. Well, and find I did this. it in 2014. I mean, I can go on Google and start looking for these things. If 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 this is so, are you going to have an excuse? Or are you going to acknowledge that? This is a big fuck up at minimal. For sure. Like if you actually have evidence that the CIA let do. these people in knowingly, yes, that is a huge fuck up. While this is being looked up, want to let you know, folks, if you haven't heard, we have invaded the podcast world. You can find us on your favorite podcast. If you can't find us, let us know. We'll work hard to get on there. My uh, <clears throat> secretary, Tom Jump, will be sure to connect us to that podcast so but yes i want to remind you folks both of our guests are linked in the description so if you're enjoying this both tom and ryan are linked below i had to resubscribe to the new york times <laughs> <laughs> so what are their what were their names like how do you spell them khalid al midhar k-h-a-l-i-d space al M-I-H-D-H-A-R and Nawif Al-Hazmi N-A-W-A-F Al-H-A-Z-M-I Yes, there's 9-11 families in a lawsuit about this as well. Forgot about that. That'd be great. We can find out from them if this is actually legitimate because we'll find out in the lawsuit. The intermediaries were named Omar Bayumi and Osama Basnan. I just did lazy Wikipedia because it's the fastest thing I can find live. I'm cool with that. On January 15th, 2000, after attending a 2000 Al-Qaeda summit meeting in Kulala, Lampur, Malaysia, at Sana, future 9-11 hijackers, Nafil Hazmi and Kali Nal Midhar flew to Bangkok to Thailand to Los Angeles. Al-Bayumi reportedly helped these two hijackers settle in the United States during this period. Da, 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 da. <clears throat> Goes over nine mission report and stuff. Let's see. I want to get to the part where the CIA denying the FBI horn. Yeah, I think I found it. So it seems like regarding the CIA's refusal to inform the FBI about Midhar and Hamzi, author Lawrence Wright suggests the CIA wanted to protect its turf and was concerned about giving sensitive intelligence to FBI agent John P. O'Neill, uh, who uh, he died on September 11th. Described as duplicitous, Wright also suspects that the CIA may have been protecting intelligence operatives overseas and might have been eyeing these two as recruitment targets to obtain intelligence on al-qaeda so yeah it's definitely a huge fuck up i totally agree so the other theory is uh that some in the cia may have been planning to flip them 
that is like, okay, we get some people inside Al Qaeda, but they're going to be our moles as a double agents. And they ended up being triple agents and stabbed them in the back. You can always have ad hoc hypotheses of like, oh, well, maybe this, maybe that. But uh, the major fuck ups continue. And after so many in a row, it's like at some point you have to think, damn, are we that incompetent or is there some complicity here? Well, I mean, Bush administration. Yeah, I think they're that incompetent. Yeah, that's exactly. That's where it's like, well, I don't know. Bush may have been that dumb. But But yeah, so I mean, but which is Dick Cheney wasn't. (laughs) Uh, But for for me, what really pisses me off about 9-11, other than the obvious thousands of people being killed is how it was erroneously attached to Iraq who had nothing to do with 9-11 and there was a follow-up attack Iraq had nothing to do with 9-11 there's a follow-up attack everyone agrees okay okay. (laughs) you're shaking your head I was like I hope you agree with that yeah yeah so yeah there was an anthrax attack do you remember that how somebody sent anthrax letters and it said September 11th on the top death to America death to Israel get penicillin whatever Sure. And at first, the anthrax was assumed that, okay, Al-Qaeda followed up its airplane attack with a, a biological attack. And, well, later it was proven they didn't. But uh, at first, that's what everyone assumed because it was sent from the location of the hijacker cells. So whoever sent the anthrax had to, at minimal, have known where Al-Qaeda was in Florida and where Al-Qaeda was in New Jersey because it hadn't been reported yet. They were kind of flushing that out. So it seemed like that's what they had done. And they sent anthrax to Tom Daschle and Patrick Leahy. And Patrick Leahy had just put an amendment out, which would have ended military aid to Israel if it had passed. They tried to kill him. Somebody did. Uh, but then later, there was one of the bogus lies about weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, which all of which were lies. But wait, one wait, of the main ones was clarify, claiming claim- that... Iraq had passed anthrax to Al-Qaeda at a meeting in Prague. They said Muhammad Atta met senior Iraqi officials in Prague. Wait, so, William so Sapphire these... wrote about that in the New York Times. It's called Atta Goes to Prague. It was in the Weekly Standard. Fred Barnes wrote about it. Wait, I wanted to go Schmidt. back to what you said earlier. You said that uh, the guy who wanted to defund military funding to Israel had anthrax said to him. But I'm sure there's lots of lots of lots of reasons to people would want him dead. That doesn't. Well, what it was is, yeah, it could have been. But what it was is they weren't going to cut it military aid to Israel. It was conditional. If Israel would admit it had nuclear weapons and abide by NPT, then fine. But if they're not, we're not allowed to be uh, aiding states that have nuclear bombs, which Israel does, unless they sign on to the non-proliferation treaty. We otherwise our military aid for their conventional military can be offset to pay for their secret nuclear program. So right, I don't dispute any of that. My claim here is that you implied that the I'm gonna imply this because it says death to Israel on the notes and it ends up being the Israelis that lie about the anthrax. So I'll get to that. Okay. But that's, but, but, yeah, it could have been whatever reason they wanted to kill Patrick Leahy and they wanted Tom Daschle out too. But because uh, these are the two senators, they sent lethal anthrax that had a catalyst added to it. So it wasn't like anthrax from dead cow or something. This was definitely made in the lab, which is why people thought it had to have had a state sponsor. And at first they assumed, OK, the state sponsor must be Iraq. And they made up this bullshit that Iraq met with uh, Muhammad Atta in Prague and gave him anthrax. And the source of that, the Israeli security forces claimed to have witnessed this transfer. James Woolsey, the former DCI, the CIA, comes back with this information, none of it true, because there was no meeting in Prague. Iraq did not have anthrax and neither did Al-Qaeda. There were no bubble weapons labs. All of that was bull. 
Uh, but very interestingly, the woman that made up the lie about the mobile weapons labs was Judith Miller got a hoax letter of anthrax. I mean, somebody sent her anthrax, but it wasn't really anthrax with some harmless powder. The problem is whoever sent the letter to Judith also sent the real anthrax to Dashiell Leahy because the notes contained inside were identical. And there's no way you could know what the note said until it had been opened. And it wasn't open when they thought it was going to be because all the planes got grounded after 9-11 so they didn't get into mail and they're behind and so on. So Judith Miller lies about mobile weapons labs. And then Colin Powell went to the UN holding up a mock file of anthrax. Remember this? Because the legal reason to evade Iraq is they were disobeying re UN Resolution 1441, which stipulated they couldn't have WMDs and anthrax is a WMD. And he pointed to a picture of cartoon labs because they didn't have any real pictures because there were no labs. Uh, and that was why they went to Iraq and they ended up murdering 100,000 people or so in Iraq over nothing. Yeah, uh, everyone, but it was the Israelis. So you said your your position disagrees with the standard narrative. But well, yeah, we this all is agree the thing. Iraq was not. Well, we all agree that Iraq didn't have WMDs. But what people don't know is that the origin of the lie about anthrax came from the Israelis. And it cannot be chalked up to incompetence because it is impossible to witness an event where you think anthrax is being transferred to Muhammad Atta in Prague when Muhammad Atta was never in Prague and neither was Iraq. And Iraq didn't have anthrax. So somebody who knew where the hijackers were located mailed anthrax from those locations, real anthrax that needs a state to create it. And it's not Iraq, but it says death to Israel on the notes. So it doesn't need a state to create it. That's the first thing is you can. It does it need a state to create this anthrax because it had a catalyst added to it that made it much more powerful than standard anthrax. That's you, why you they said it came from without, Fort Detrick, Maryland. At the can, end, they said Bruce Ivins made it. Government lab. There are many labs that can add a catalyst without a government it's, lab. So it's possible that you could just be really good science lab underground somewhere and make anthrax and try to you know, kill Israel's enemies and send fake anthrax to Judith Miller for some reason. But I'm still not leading a connection here that you think Israel has anything to do with this. Because Israel was celebrating the attack, because Israel lied about Iraq, because all the other lies about Iraq also came from a cabal called the Office well, of I, Special I Plans. I don't think Israel was ever celebrating the attack. Because again, 50 yeah, oh, you don't know about this either? Jewish. Damn. Yes, like the Israelis were, yes, Israel was celebrating the attack. There were five Israelis. Three Israelis actually uh, dancing, flicking lighters, hugging, giving each other's high fives, and filming the first plane hitting the World Trade Center. They what picked is, up is, two more later. Is, you don't know about any of this yet? What do those five Israelis have to do with like the Israeli government? Well, they're working for the Israeli state in a front company. Their owner, Dominic Suter, fled the country. He's on the FBI's suspect list next to Osama bin Laden and Khalid Sheikh Mohammed as an official suspect of 9-11. Okay, but what is what evidence does that provide that the actual Israeli government had anything to do with this or that they were celebrating? The because event? in their interrogation, they admitted the JA sent them there. And why the hell else are these guys? They've got thousands of dollars in cash. They work for an Israeli front company. There's, they knew 9-11 was going to happen. Otherwise, they couldn't have been in position to film the plane hitting. They, hit, of, they filmed the first plane hitting. No, no one knew that was about to happen. Again, that's not particularly compelling evidence that the Israeli government had anything to do with this. You think, okay, just some Israelis happen to know exactly what Al-Qaeda was going to do and be in position to film and celebrate it. And somehow, without a state, um, get the former director of the CIA to lie about anthrax in Iraq. It was the Israeli state. Two of them were already flagged on the counterintelligence database be before they got arrested. 
uh, Sivan Kersberg and Paul Kersberg. And they were working for the Israeli state. Their their stories... The fact that they they are working for the Israeli state doesn't mean that their actions in this instance were inspired by the Israeli state. Like, there's lots of people who work for the Israeli state who can do criminal actions, too. So what is well, they celebrated 9-11 and they're okay. all from Israel. Okay. And they worked for the Israeli government and they were pretending like they worked at a moving company. There are lots of Americans who work for American governments who do terrorist actions too, but that doesn't mean the American government caused the action. We don't stand in front of it waiting for it to happen and film it and celebrate it after it happens though. No, so I, I can grant maybe that these people were complicit in 9-11 Without yeah, it could, yeah, you're right. It could government. be some rogue faction that the Israeli state is unaware of. That's totally could possible. It could have just been some mafia group or whatever. Or maybe but, they just uh, were like watching the plane and saw it crash and maybe they just didn't like America. Yeah, except they had highlighted Doric Towers and the World Trade Centers on maps and visited the location the day before 9-11 and then set up uh, the first plane hits at 8.46, and we have timestamp pictures of the vans at 8.31 that were actually sent to Langley to be analyzed, witnesses of them celebrating, and then all five of them lied about where they were. And the first words out of the driver's mouth when they pulled over is, we're not your problem, your problem's our problem, the Palestinians are the problem. <laughs> they okay. to play, and it's like, okay, why lied? Why did you say, yeah, I filmed it, I was excited, I don't know why I was celebrating whatever you know some excuse but they didn't they all were like oh i didn't get there till 10 o'clock and it's not true because we their own cameras incriminate them because they got the film from where they were and when they were there their license plate had been written down by uh, people that were behind them well it seems to the- make a lot more sense that if you like videotape a terrorist action and you were celebrating then you would probably want to lie about it when you were stopped by the police because they're probably going to make the conclusion oh this was implications that you did it so it makes sense they would lie about it, it doesn't connect well, yeah but they lied about even being there which is stupid because like you're on film and right. what they it did later is they said at for, we thought at first it was a horrible accident like a lot of people thought oh maybe some pilot just screwed up drinking whatever and ran into the tower and then when the second plane hit everyone's like this is not an accident this must be a terrorist attack the the problem is if you thought it was a plane accident, you still would celebrate. There's no reason to celebrate a horrible plane crash. Uh, they knew exactly would, what it was. And they were celebrating because sure, they knew it was going to get blamed on Muslims and that the U.S. was about to pound Iraq and all of Israel's enemies. Well, no, you could you could dislike America or dislike a country and a tragedy in the country. People would definitely praise Could it be, like yeah. It could just hate America. That actually fits with other things they said uh, at, the, at the moving company. They would have meetings in Hebrew only and they had these Russian and Hungarian people that did all the furniture lifting and they would say a lot of anti-American things but I would continue you could do both you could hate America but also be excited because you know what it's about what's about to go down because you know the whole operation otherwise they wouldn't have been in place to film it Uh, it's not like it went kaboom and then they raced over to where it was and started filming they're already there there is a pretty big portion they're at Doric Towers They'd been so Doric Towers is a place in New Jersey where you can see straight across the river. You can see the Freedom Tower from there now. I actually like doubted this and went to New York, went to Urban Moving Systems, and drove the Doric Tower to see how long it would take, timed it and everything, trying to debunk this. Like before I had an opinion on any of this, I tried to debunk it as much as I could. 
and tried to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, well, maybe they heard about it. Oh, it's exciting. Let's go see this. It's sick, but it's not illegal, right? Let's go. And yeah, awesome. You know, and then we got pictures of it. This will be great for my MySpace or whatever it was around in 2001. <laughs> I tried to make all those excuses. The problem is uh, they got pulled out of the police lineup where they had been visiting these locations prior. They had highlighted maps in the van with them. And they had uh, a notepad of all these other moving companies, all of which were Israeli fronts. They had the phone numbers of them all, Classic International Movers, White Glove Movers, Urban Moving System, and Max Movers. And then the Miami field office told the Newark office that the Classic International Movers had actually moved Omar, uh, Alomari, excuse me, who's pictured with Muhammad Atta in the ATM photo in Maine. He was on Flight 11, I believe that this moving company had moved him from New York to Florida. So not only were they like living near them, they actually helped them move around and gave them logistical support. There's no way an Israeli front company gave a 9-11 hijacker, uh, used his moving van to move him around. That's that they know of, that Miami flagged Newark right away to say, look, or excuse me, I had it back. They went from Florida to New York. Uh, they knew this. And it's like, wow, the guys celebrating the attack have a moving company that moved around a 9-11 hijacker. What a coincidence. Right. So if the CIA was trying to use them as like moles, then it would make sense they would also be working with the Israeli front company, right? Or they were also terrorists. Yeah, if none of that actually you could claim the CIA and Mossad were working together to monitor Al Qaeda, perhaps. Well, yeah, because um, it said before in the clip in the quote from the Wikipedia that the reason the CIA didn't tell the FBI, one of the most plausible ones is that they were trying to use these people as moles. So, I mean, it would make sense. Diego that we're living with the Saudis. Yeah. That's a, it's a great excuse. We just didn't want to, it was turf war. And what makes more sense to me is you'll see the army and the Navy and the air force always arguing and fighting over budget and things like that. And you have the same thing with the FBI and CIA and, the other 15 intelligence agencies where they want to be the one that gets the guy or whatever so that they get more money the following year. That's their best argument, I think. I don't think that's how the budget works for the CIA or the FBI. Um, I they hate each other. Right, they definitely have. don't work together, but I don't think that's relevant because they definitely work together on many different things. And when there are terrorist organizations, they do absolutely work together on all of them. So there's well, Like in what you just read, it was turf war. Like that was ours. We didn't want them in on it. That's our guy, and we're trying to flip them. But if you can right. flip them and tell the FBI, it's not like the FBI is going to run and tell the terrorists, hey, the CIA is trying to use you as a mole. There's still no reason not to tell the FBI. Uh, if they're trying to flip them, there could be, but that, that was a different issue. So the point here is that they could be trying to flip them, which is a mistake, and definitely on their part. But none yeah. of that implies the Israeli government or the U.S. government had anything to do with this or any knew about it. The Israeli government had to know about it, or at least a faction within Israel that was celebrating and filming the first plane hit, and they're giving logistical support to 9-11 hijackers, and, and they knew where their well, locations right. so, so were. It would make sense that those guys would know about it if they're actually helping the 9-11 hijackers. Well, it doesn't follow that the Israeli government knew about it. I mean, I don't think these guys just did this by themselves. It is the Israeli government that sent them over there and paid for everything. They weren't making money from moving furniture. Right. It was a front operation and two of them already worked. They were already flagged by our own counterintelligence uh, office as being spies. So it wasn't uh, they were spies. And here's here's the biggest one. Zaid Al Jara, who was the pilot of Flight 93, 
right? That went down in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. The passengers took the plane down. His uh, first cousin, Yusef Al-Jara, and his other first cousin, Ali Al-Jara, got busted in Lebanon as Israeli spies. So you've got not just he's related to Israelis, you've got Israeli espionage units are his first cousins of a 9-11 hijacker, not just a hijacker, but the pilot. And we also know the CIA had their phones tapped at the Hamburg cell of Ziad al-Jara and Muhammad al-Shehi and crew and did nothing with it. I mean, the level of incompetence, you, you can keep making excuse after excuse, but the more you know, the more you learn, like, God, they can't be this stupid. This is on purpose. And there's no way, the, do you know how big a family would have to be like, oh, yes, I am. One side of the family is a 9-11 hijacker and the other is spying on Hezbollah for Israel. So again, what when what you're saying doesn't seem to make any sense. So Helnon's razor, don't attribute to malice that which can be attributed to stupidity. So the fact that uh, two, and our criminals too, lots of them actually. more Right, than a lot of informants on every level are drug users, murderers, and whatever. They're just trying to get someone higher above them. I get that. But this, this is a 9-11 plotter who had two family members in Israeli intelligence spying on Hezbollah since the 80s. So, yeah, so if they were hired by Hezbollah and working for the Israel, then it seems like... No, they're, they're hired by Israel to work against Hezbollah. Yeah, sorry. So yeah. if this person's family has people working in both areas, it makes sense their family is probably to blame, not that Israel is to blame. Uh, it seems more... But on the Israeli stretch. payroll... And the other right. thing is here, this is where it gets more mysterious. That black box survived. Only two black boxes were found, the one in the Pentagon and the one at Shanksville. The one in the Pentagon was so damaged that even though it had been found, it was kind of useless. That's what they say. The one that was found in Pennsylvania, they found 95% of the plane in Pennsylvania. It's the easiest because it didn't hit a building or anything, just ran in the ground. <clears throat> And so we have the transcripts from it, which were released during the Masawi trial, the 20th hijacker. And I don't think they lied about the transcripts. And in the transcripts, and this is compounded by all the calls on the air phones, not cell phones, air phones, where they're talking about three hijackers instead of four. Remember, that flight's supposed to have four, the rest have five. But all the air phone calls say three. And that, well, maybe they just didn't see the guy in the cockpit or something like that. But even the other hijackers who are yelling up, up, down, down, giving instructions to shake the plane on the way down and all praise Allah, blah, 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 never mention Ali al-Jara or excuse me, Ziad al-Jara's name. They're talking about Al-Ghamni instead, who was piloting the plane. So the idea that al-Jara was the pilot is at minimal wrong. He had to be one of the henchmen instead of the pilot. Or he wasn't even on the plane, and that's why there's three instead of four. And it makes sense why he ditched last effort since two of his other family members are working for the Israelis. They found his passport, by the way, though. That's some evidence. The little corner was burned. It's like, see, it was in a fire. What does that have to do with anything we were talking about? Like the fact that there were three Because or four? if he is the pilot, they would not have been screaming Al-Ghamni's name. They would have been screaming Al-Jara's name about what to do with the plane. So he was not piloting the plane. Oh, I got a two-year-old coming in. Hey, bud. Can you get him for a second? So you mentioned the CIA had... So like there's there's no evidence of four people on the plane. And there's what, why all the, the number, evidence we the do of have the of the passengers calling, say, why three is, people. Why and there's the only three voices on the, on the black box. 
why does the number on the people who play matter? Like it, whether he's Be, on the plane or not doesn't it, make a difference. It does matter. Yeah. Yes, it matters. It matters if he is an Israeli mole running with Al Qaeda that ditched the ramp crew at the last effort, at the last moment. And he could. It is possible that he just sat quiet the whole time and never spoke. And so it's just the others that are two guys in the pilot <clears throat> that are yelling, and he's just sitting there quiet the whole time, or he just wasn't there. That's why nobody saw him on the plane, and his voice isn't on the black box. Uh, how is this relevant to being evidence of a conspiracy by Israel or America? Like, because his family members work for Israeli intelligence and then we get all the evidence from the black box and he's not on the plane. It's just circumstantial. It's not as hard as the other things, but it's together with them celebrating the attack, them giving logistical support to hijackers, them lying about anthrax, them lying about Iraq. It's not just like a single moment. You put it all together how could they not have known? That's like a direct quote from our police chief, by the way. But yeah, if they were driving Found out when they were trying to track 9-11 suspects before the event, people they were suspected of being terrorists, they changed their communication processes. Uh, and they did believe that because of some software that the Israelis had, Converse and InfoSeq, were informing them so they would always stay two steps ahead of the local authorities. Okay, and so Fox if, News did a four-part series on that. So... If these guys were transporting the 9-11 terrorists, it makes sense that they would know about 9-11. But then you mm -hmm. have to show, are they actually working with the terrorists or are they working for the Israeli government? Like, why do you conclude that they told the Israeli government or and were working for the Israeli government and are just terrorists? Uh, they could have just been Israeli terrorists that did it all independently and the Israeli government had nothing to do with it except for the fact that the board of governors the richest man in israel our time wertheimer that runs the jewish agency is the ones that sent paul kersberg and crew over and the way they fucked up on that is they were trying to redact that information and forgot to redact the footnote the ja by the way is it was birthed in terrorism as was the entire israeli state haganah and palmach took over palestine by force and were doing human trafficking, gun running, et cetera. They stole nuclear weapons from the United States. They've attacked the United States in the past. As recently as last year, they were spying on the White House. Nothing ever happens with these people. Uh, but he gave a quarter million dollar loan through an intermediary named Steve Whitkoff that went to the police commissioner, Bernard Carrick, who went to jail for 10 years for fraud. And Bernard Carrick just so happened to be somewhere in August. He went to Israel <laughs> from August 26th to 29th. He's the police commissioner for New York City that found a 9-11 hijacker passport um, but there's an unexplained quarter million dollar loan out of the blue from the richest man in israel who is sitting as the as the board of governors for the jewish agency which is the agency that sent the israelis who were caught celebrating the attack i don't think they're just independent terrorists i think they work for the israeli state and it doesn't even matter because we already have evidence 100% that the Saudis were giving money and support to 9-11 hijackers, which means they did have state support, which means it wasn't just bin Laden and Al-Qaeda doing it all by themselves, which is the official story. Right, right. We agree Saudis fund terrorists. We, we know that. Um, well, the U.S. learned that. of that. And has it ever been on CNN or whatever? They came up and go, you know, Saudi Arabia financed 9-11 terrorists. Maybe we shouldn't be their ally right now butchering kids in Yemen. They're never going to do that. Well, we criticize Saudi Arabia all the time, um, especially for what's his name? There was a bill to veto their war in Yemen and Trump and or, or Trump vetoed a bill to do that. But the only reason the bill even passed 
was because the Democrats didn't care the entire time that Obama was murdering kids with drone strikes and starving people to death. It didn't matter. It wasn't until Saudi Arabia was going to buy an S-400 unit from Russia that pissed off the Democrats who just, you know, they hate all things Russia. They decided to go against them on Yemen and then Trump vetoed the bill. This is the saddest thing going on right now is the kids in Yemen that are just being murdered. I mean, they have no chance against the richest state in the region, which is Saudi Arabia, and versus the poorest state in the region, which is Yemen. And the U.S. gives full support, $100 billion contracts for arms to Saudi Arabia and screw everyone else. I mean, they are Yes, that's evil. I totally agree. That's evil. We should not be giving money to Saudi Arabia, especially after they killed, what's his name? Khashoggi? Shelby, you forgot his name. But, Khashoggi, yeah. yeah. Well. So, but the, again, so you said your position disagrees with the consensus. So far, most of what your position is, is, is the consensus position. Like I, I said with, we'd agree 90%. Yeah, like, right. I think Al-Qaeda did right. 9-11. I don't think they're independent actors. And I think the Saudis and Israelis gave them support because there's a lot of evidence for that. And yeah, that's so that's that. the one and thing I also I think we, think we erroneously on. attached it to Iraq because we did. I agree. We agree on that part too. So the only thing right. I think we disagree on is the connection to the Israeli government. That's the part where it seems like you're drawing a whole bunch. Well, of different- it's either the Israeli government or independent Israeli terrorists working with Al Qaeda. That that seems a lot more plausible to me. I don't think anybody agrees with you. It could be, but I I don't. See it could any- be. It could be an independent terrorist organization that has ties to the wealthiest people in Israel and the Jewish agency, and somehow can control the press there and everything else it isn't though uh I, I don't see them needing to do any of that like there just need to be terrorists all of those other independent factors well they had to bribe the police commissioner because he's the one that starts downplaying the van bombs and things that were found with their logo on the van why would they there, need that, to why would they need to bribe him what are they well they i think the those? american public would have been very interested in that there was a van packed with bombs on the george washington bridge that was pulled over the, the night of 9 11 what was it doing? Where is it going? Most people don't drive around a van full of bombs. Right. Uh, I think they've been interested to know that there was also a van bomb found in the parking garage of the World Trade Center, which is reminiscent of what happened in 1993 with the Ryder truck. And if these vans go to a front company of people celebrating the attack and they're not Arab Muslims, they ended up being Jewish Israelis, I think that's something they'd want to know. And so instead, they're like, oh, yeah, we found a van and we arrested the individuals, but there is no explosives. That's what he said. Like, well, there's no explosive. What are you arresting them for? But it was right. reported live that there were explosives. And they start going into cover-up mode. And this is typical. Anytime Israel does anything, the U.S. doesn't say anything. I mean, they've been well, wait, occupying Palestine so, for 40 so years. I, so just start, start with that. So the, the sheriff stopped two trucks, said there was no explosives, but there was evidence of explosives. No, the sheriff... The, the cops pulled him over and said there are explosives. CBS News said there's explosives. Everybody said there was explosives. Days later, the police commissioner gets asked about it, or Giuliani got asked about it. But Carrick is standing behind him, and Giuliani's smart enough not to say anything. He always deferred to Carrick whenever it came to 9-11 stuff. Carrick, who just got a quarter million dollar uh, loan that we know of from Israel, gets up there and says, uh, yeah, we, there was a, an arrest, and we got two or three individuals. He didn't even know how many. Uh, but there were no explosives, is what he says. But that's not even the only van. There's there's multiple reports of vans with bombs. Okay, in okay, stick, stick with that. I want to clarify on that part. So, do you have evidence that Israel sent him this loan? Like, where is this? Where is the evidence this loan came from Israel? Can you find that for me? Oh it, well, it's not Israel. It's Ertime Wertheimer, who is the the wealthiest man in Israel, who works 
he's on the board of governors for the Jewish agency and the Jewish agency is a Israeli state agency. So okay. it's an employee of the Israeli state. That can doesn't mean me, it's ordered by the prime minister. I, I, I'm fine with that. So can you show me? I can show state? you that. Yeah, Where's I you? can show you the loans to Carrick. It's not a problem. Everything I'm saying, I'm willing to document. I've um, made films cool. about it. Cool. I'll give you can, a film if you want. <laughs> uh, can you find me the evidence that this guy's right now? Me? Oh, yes. geez, I don't know. Let me see. Want to let you know when we actually name? have footage of Carrick in Israel here. Yeah, you just got to write in Bernard Carrick loan from Israel. First thing that pops up during his tenure as, as interior minister of Iraq, Bernard Carrick secretly accepted and failed to report 250,000 interest-free loan from Israeli billionaire Ertai Wertheimer, a gift later determined to be a bribe for which he was indicted by the U.S. federal government and sentenced to prison. And this bribe is connected to the vans specifically? Well, they, they think... There's a lot of things that Carrick was doing because he was also working with the Gambino family, and that's another long story. But yeah, this he went to Israel to acquire it. He didn't get the loan directly. It went through a middleman, and then it went to his wife, who Carrick then cheated on, and then it all fell apart, and he ends up going to jail. Um, but it was an interest-free loan of a quarter million dollars. Now, you could argue, well... Aiton's a billionaire, so maybe $250,000 is not a big deal to him. But uh, people don't usually do that, and it's the police commissioner who he's bribing. So what we can say is Carrick always downplays all the, anything that goes back to Israel on 9-11, and he's taking enormous amounts of money from the Israeli state. But he could uh, not explain. He's not going to tell them I got bribed to cover up 9-11, so instead... He just took the 10-year sentence to jail. Right. So, but that's not the Israeli state. That's one Israeli guy, a rich guy who gave him one money. Israeli rich guy that works for the Jewish agency, which is a state institution. Okay. But that's, so that's not from the state. That's from one Israeli guy. It's always like that. That's plausible deniability. They're not going to have Ariel Sharon hand him the money. <laughs> it well, is the we, state. We definitely have lots of cases of the governments giving money to terrorists. Um, yeah, but they always use an intermediary. I mean, that's even during Iran-Contra, when we're selling contraband, the Israelis did it for the United States. Israelis were bringing contraband into Iran, and the proceeds of which went to help the Contras fight the Santanistas, which Reagan publicly denounced and privately was doing. And then the other wing of that, you had them training uh, pilots to bring guns in and cocaine out because they started using the narcotics uh, as the budget to pay the Contras. And they openly sold cocaine in New Orleans, Miami, and Los Angeles. Had a plane crash, a CIA plane crash with the guns, then that unfolded in the entire Iran-Contra affair. And what we all learned from Ali North is plausible deniability. You always use a middleman. You're never going to have Reagan hand somebody money. You're going to have a guy like Ali North do it or some independent person that you can deny. But it's real obvious that Israel wanted a war with Iraq and that after 9-11, that's exactly what they got. And they lied about Iraq being part of 9-11, which they weren't. And that anthrax that ultimately got blamed on Bruce Ivins could not have been Bruce Ivins because this guy would have had to drive down to Florida, show up at work in Maryland and be in New Jersey at the same time mailing letters. It didn't make any sense. So again, I don't see where you got this information that Israel made up the anthrax and tied it to Iraq. Where did you get that from? 
because the source of the Atta in Prague meeting was Israeli security forces that was reported in French, German, and American papers. The first American paper was the New York Observer, owned by Charles Kushner. Okay, so they were hardcore seeing- Zionists who bought up a bunch of property across the Hudson River before 9-11, 50 million square feet. <clears throat> so they reported seeing a guy in in they reported that senior Iraqi officials I think they had a name, I don't remember that off the top of my head, but uh, passed anthrax to Mohammed Atta at a meeting in Prague. And it just wasn't true. The London Times reported that. It was October or something. I can go look that up later, too. And it wasn't true. But James Woolsey, who was the former director of central intelligence that Clinton appointed, even though he hated him, part of that Epstein thing, uh, came back and said, oh, yeah, Iraq gave anthrax to Muhammad Atta. And people that started reporting that the most were all from the Weekly Standard, which was set up by William Crystal and Robert Kagan, two hardcore Zionist Jews. And then the lies were stovepiped not to the normal intelligence channels, but to something called the Office of Special Plans, which was run by Douglas Fife, another hardcore pro-Israel guy, and Richard Pearl, who had been caught spying for Israel in the past. Uh, and then Paul Wolfowitz, who has uh, a sister who's a settler. And and Douglas Fife is also partnered with Fife and Zell. And Mark Zell is also an Israeli settler. These This group pumped out every pre-war lie about Iraq from yellow cake uranium to mobile weapons labs, aluminum tubes, bombs under the palaces, all the crap they said all came from the same place. And it was an Israeli clique. And after the fact, they knew that. And the anti-war left just part? ignored all that and said, part. oh, it's my oil or whatever. Where the Office show... of Special Plans is no problem. Just write Office of Special Plans in Google. Very yeah, easy. Where, where did they get this source from? Because I definitely agree. They say the source is unreliable. The, the report that he was in Prague is wrong. But they don't say where the source was from. Where do you get this? This is from Israel. Oh, right, I can grab that from my own forum. Hold on a second. If I show you this, I hope you change your mind too. Because like this is, this is very important stuff. And the classic 9/11 truth or whatever, they don't go near any of this. It's gonna take me a second. Look, that I have a lot of reports on Israel and anthrax. In the meantime, want to let you know, folks, we are very excited as Richard Carrier, Dr. Richard Carrier, will be back in just shy of a couple of weeks to debate with CJ on the resurrection. That should be a lot of fun. We've got a lot of other juicy topics coming up this week, some of which I'm pretty sure, Tom, we have maybe, I, I might have you scheduled with, could have sworn, let me, I'll, I'll get back to it. But yes, we uh, do anticipate a couple of juicy ones, including Tom, as uh, there's been a lot of feedback about your recent debate, Tom, with Jake. So Corn we, cow. Will, we will have a lot more uh, juicy topics like that. Yes, yeah, so this is Czech intelligence. Yeah, they blame both. And the Czechs are like, we didn't say shit. October 27th in London Times talks about Israel. I'm going to find the things though. Hold on. I had to... Um, take pictures of the articles or go on Wayback Wind Machine for some of these.
Uh, the name was Ahmed Khalil Ibram Samir Al Anti. No wonder I didn't remember that. <laughs> so it's there's uh, yes, this is uh who is this? This is an English paper, I think. Daniel McGregory, October 27, 2001. Hijacker given anthrax flask by Iraqi agent. And goes on to say, and he quotes a uh, build for the German newspaper, suggested a more sinister motive for the meetings. The claim, according to Israeli security sources, is that Atta handed a vacuum flask of anthrax, by his, was handed a vacuum flask of anthrax by his Iraqi contact. From Prague, it is believed that Atta flew to Newark from New Jersey. Letters laced with anthrax were sent to broadcasters and politicians in New York, Washington, and Florida. And then you have the Czech officials have been to the Washington to reveal all they know, but they can't question the Iraqi envoy because Mr. Super Long Name was deported from Prague in April for activities incompatible with the photo bucket thing is over top of the rest of this, but whatever. But uh, from the paper, the Israeli security sources is that Atta handed a vacuum flask of anthrax by his Iraqi contacts. So it's, again, it seems like the Heinick, Komenik, whatever the long name guy is, is like the Czech diplomat. I don't see the connection to the Jewish one anywhere in here. Where is? No, the they both have long names. There is an Iraqi guy with a super long name. He's irrelevant because none of them had anthrax. But the claim in the German and the British papers were that Israeli security forces uh, witnessed this transfer of a vacuum flask from the Iraqis to Muhammad Atta. Right. That that seems to be the claim in the Czech report. But where where did this come from? The Israeli like where do the Israelis claim this? That I can't find. This all all the, um, the Czechs claim. This. Yeah. Well, the first paper I found is sourcing another paper. So you, I think it's the London Times sourcing the Bild newspaper from Germany. And I recall offhand it being in the Observer and also Le Mans, but I, I'm not no, going to find. I, I grant. I grant either. the news articles. The news articles say what the Czech report said, and the Czech report may have said this, but I can't find any actual reference to anything in Israel other than just the report said this. Yeah, Woolsey said it himself. I mean, they're all sourced in Israeli security because that is the source of all of it. And the Czechs got duped because they didn't, there was, there was, none of this was true. And it was all the pro-Zionist outfits that later reiterated this, even after it was proven false, even after we knew Atta didn't go to Prague, as William Sapphire wrote in the New York Times, they continued to push this narrative anyway. And at the time, they started chasing around Stephen Hatfield, blaming him for the anthrax, because once the war in Iraq started, the anthrax didn't matter. So they started going after Stephen Hatfield. He was proven innocent, won like a six million pound lawsuit. And then they settled on Bruce Ivins and he committed suicide, allegedly overdosed on Tylenol the day before the trial. So I found like the original articles, the Wall Street Journal reports that the source for this claim came from a contact in the Czech intelligence within the mm -hmm. Iraqi embassy. No mention of Israel. It's the or, the origin there, is the there are two sources. The Czechs are sourcing the Israelis and Woolsey sourcing the Israelis. And I can't was find another anything Czech about the Israeli source. I can't find that. Well, All I can find is the is. Czech source. And the Czechs, too, could not have witnessed such an event because there was none. Well, again, I can't find the Israeli source, so I grant that all this it is I Well, I will find all the stuff and send it to the host after, but I've got, it's okay. 12 now, so we went over an hour and I'm taking my son bowling, but I promise you I'm telling you the truth.
Okay, yeah, that would be a good next step. Yeah, I don't, sure. I don't criticize anything you've said so it's, far. It's cool. Everything... I'm totally confident. Like, I will show you whatever you want to know and some. Yeah, everything so. you're saying seems perfectly reasonable as far as I can tell, except the connection. I could make real. something up that complicated if I wanted to. Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not accusing <laughs> you of just making this up. I got it. You're not, you're not like the guy who was on yesterday, who was definitely just crazy. What you're saying does seem to be well researched, and I'd like to commend you it's, for that. You know, it's not a big shock. Oh wow, Israel lies about stuff like everyone else. That's what governments do. Anyway, sure. I got to bounce. I made a promise. Got to take sun bowling. So, all right, thanks have for a good day. On Peace. Thanks, Thank Ryan. you. Thanks for the invite. Take Bye -bye. care. We will get your questions, folks. The ones that are for Ryan, we may not get to ask, given that Ryan is uh, having to leave us. That's a surprise for me, but I do appreciate Ryan putting family first. So. We are going to read the questions that we have. If you had any for Ryan, uh, bear with me, folks. We may not get to ask them, but you will for sure get to have your questions directed toward the one, the only, my twin brother, Tom Jump. Here we go. Thanks for your question. This one comes in from Normanic Cameron. Appreciate it. Said, the dancing Israelis were innocent, Ryan. Oy vey. I don't understand that, but it's probably because the actual those guys who were considered to be uh, celebrating the attack in the New York, the Trade Center were not actually found to be guilty of any kind of conspiracy involved with 9-11. Next up, thank you for your question. This one comes in from Joshua Larson. Thanks for your support, said. Let's see. They're, they're a skeptic of you, Tom. We'll just say that. Remember, folks, we, we if it's like, if you're just uh, like, oh, Tom looks like an egg. Kind of does look like an egg. But nonetheless. Time, go ahead, read them. We, ahead, read we them. do want to ask. Well, I suppose. <laughs> right. So we'll temporarily loosen up that rule where normally we ask if you're doing a silly super chat. We're like, we're trying to cut down on them. So we're like, we're only going to read them if they're $5. If it's a serious question and it's two dollars, we'll read it. But we're just gonna read everything tonight because Tom he gets a kick out of it. He's a masochist. Yeah. Since we don't actually have two speakers, we might as well. Right, that's true. Joshua Larson says about to have T jump off a cliff after this debate. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, next, Casey. Thanks for your question. That can T jump actually prepare for a debate once? Okay, next up, thanks, Brett, for your question. Said, Rye, bring up Catherine Smith getting burned alive for helping the men who were arrested for breaking the fire suppression systems and jailed. Ryan? Okay, next, Ryan, uh, Ryan in the chat says, how can you prepare for a 9-11 debate and not know about the dancing Mossad agents? Clearly haven't done your research, Tom... Next, thanks for your question. Reactionary says, Ryan, remind T-Jump of a Carl Cameron Fox News four-part four expose of Israeli spying, Israel spying on the U.S. government and BBC <laughs> reporting Building 7 falling before it happening. Uh, so the all government spy on all government is not surprising. The fact that I knew the agency reported it falling before it happened also not surprising. Many people were assuming it was going to fall. Gotcha. And thanks so much for your question. This one comes in from Barry. Barry, appreciate it. Says, question for Ryan in terms of the anthrax attack on the... Oh, we don't have Ryan here. Uh, sorry, Barry. 
Um, if you want, let me know. I can send you that super well, chat money. Might back. as well just read them anyway, just in case he's still in the chat. So Barry Barry says, question for Ryan. In terms of the anthrax attack on the U.S., what are your thoughts on the theory that it wasn't Iraq, it was Iraq lobster? I'm totally confused by that. But Normac Cameron, thanks for your question, said, Ryan is steamrolling. You should ask for sources beforehand. Tom, stop using that as your centerpiece for your pathetic argument, shaking my freaking head. What? You're supposed to ask for evidence when someone makes a claim. Like, I didn't know what his claims were going to be before he made them. That was like, I read it in the network television version of that one. Uh, next up, Decepticons Forever, thanks to your question, said, The shadow cabal that runs the world has nothing on a guy in his home office with an internet connection. I'm confused by that. Are they talking about you, Tom, in your home office? No, I think it's like the, if, if he's right and there's this massive conspiracy of the Israelis, then they'd probably want to silence him. But they can't they can't conceal all of their mischievousness and he's the one to discover it kind of an argument. Gotcha. That's fascinating. And let me see here, folks. We do have other questions. I do want to give a huge thank you. Dan Teak, thank you so much for making this debate possible. Folks, I, Dan Teague basically was like, hey, I'd love to see Ryan Dawson on for the 9-11 topic. And I was like, eh, well, maybe. And I, I couldn't get a hold of Ryan on Facebook. Facebook is, like, so tedious with – anyway. Long story short, Dan Teague went out and, like, got Ryan's contact info and was like, yeah, hey, here it is. And I was like, thank you so much for helping us connect with Ryan. That means a lot. And we had another super chat just come in from Zijafredo Zarabia in the house. Says, aside, alien, is there any conspiracy you're on the fence about? I think that maybe was of a Ryan, but uh, for Ryan, but I don't know uh, for sure. I mean, I know you're a big, uh, let's see. Next, this one is from Joshua Larson. Thanks for your question. Says, whilst debating T-Jump, is akin to debating your average knuckle-drager in Walmart. I do give him props for always showing up and taking the abuse. Cheers. <laughs> Tom's face. Oh, I love it. Oh, snap. All right. It's fun. This reminds me of the good old days. You know, we used to just, ah, we'll read anything. I remember when I called Aaron Raw, somebody in the Super Chats. This is like a year ago. But basically, someone told me to call Aaron Raw a thick boy, and I did. <laughs> like Aaron, I don't know. Aaron just like had a totally straight face. I don't. Nobody knew what to say, and I was kind of like, "Why did I read that?" Stupid whore energy strikes again. She has a question saying, "T jump, I have my tongue out. Can you spit on the camera?" <laughs> No, but James will for you. He does that all the time. Sexy. Let's see. I only do it for Steven Steen, though. <laughs> Next, uh, Jonathan. Let's see. Oh, wait. Okay. Let me. I've got this list. Spart, thanks for your question. Uh, by the way, I'm curious. I want to ask the chat, since we have a little bit of extra time. How much interest would you have if we debated, if we had a debate on the Netflix series? I guess it's a series. It's not a movie. It's several shows, at least called cuties so we are looking for 
basically we might have a couple of takers who are trying to defend it and so let us know in the chat if you think that'd be a good topic or if you're kind of like ah it's just too like pop culture like too i know a lot of times you guys like deeper topics spark 344 thanks for your question though said oh it's for ryan sorry bro uh let's see the question for ryan was uh let's see said churchill was relieved and happy about pearl harbor it meant u.s commitment to world war ii does that mean that churchill was complicit in Pearl Harbor. Oh, I see. So they're trying to discount that factor or piece of evidence. That's uh Yeah, it could it could be the case that if they were genuine Israelis, they would be happy about a terrorist attack because that would mean that America would actually attack uh, a Muslim country that they were against. So it makes sense they could be happy about a terrorist attack in America for that reason. Right. I'm not sure even I mean I could be wrong about this. I think what was what was Ryan's answer though? Because this had to have come up. I, I don't want to speak uh, Ryan's for him. Let's answer. Steal him. Ryan's answer was that they were happy because they knew nine eleven was going to happen, and they wanted the same reason. They wanted America to attack uh, Iraq, and they had this all planned out. So his argument was they were happy because they knew they were going to attack Iraq specifically because they planned it. And the argument that the commenter is making, well, maybe they just were happy because they knew America was going to do something. Like the fact that terrorists were attacking America means, yeah, America is going to respond and that's good for Israel in general without actually having planned it. Gotcha. And with that, I'm kind of curious too. Let's see. Let's see what we have in the chat for that response to that last question. I don't, so yeah, I, that's, that's uh, let's see, that's a fascinating idea. Let me just check here if anybody said anything about it. Soli Dio Gloria says Netflix is pushing P-E-D-O stuff. Uh, let's see. Somebody. Oh, it's a film, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's a movie, not a series. And then, you know, I had heard, though, this is the rumor. Uh, and so Spart344, who coincidentally, uh, th they just asked the question, wants to debate this topic. I heard that allegedly, like, the, the movie is trying to, like, dissuade kids from going into it i don't know if that's true that's just what i can't remember who told me that uh, it's um, meant to portray the hypersexualization of young women and why it's bad in culture oh okay so it's not like glorifying it as much as it's like trying to say like hey this is like a bad thing yep and they just let it <laughs> just a sensationalist uh title uh in promotion Germania. it's not like netflix was deliberately like producing Nasty Pedo stuff. Stuff. Don't say, oh, come on, Tom. You're this close to keeping it monetized. <laughs> or, no. uh, Germania. It got demonetized a long time ago. <laughs> Germania says, what's the point in 9-11 BN? Did they say ban and inside job? Bean. BN? Bean. B-E-I-N-G. Bean. Bean and oh, inside job. gotcha. What's the point in 9-11 being an inside job if the government is so incapable of so many other things, especially when they could have accomplished everything without the extra steps. Yeah, that's a great point. Like, given how incompetent the government is saying that they're going to have this massive internal conspiracy and, and the Bush administration isn't going to leak it because that's surely what the Bush administration is known for. And somehow the Saudi Arabia, Saudi nation isn't going to leak it, even though they hate Israel. Um, they're just not going to leak it to start another world war against Israel for no reason. Clearly, that makes no sense. Like, obviously, if this was a real conspiracy, someone in America would have leaked it. Someone in Saudi Arabia would have leaked it to get get back at Israel. It would take 
a miracle of just ingenuity of mind controlling tens of thousands of people to try and hide that. It would be pretty crazy. Like, yeah, it's pretty impossible for that to happen. Gotcha. And this question, let's see, I'm keeping an eye. Cupcake Pug Dog, thanks for your question, says, thanks for hosting this T-Jump King David Hotel. I have no idea what that means. King I'm David sure Hotel. Don't, Tom. Okay, next, thanks for your question. This one comes in from, let's see. We've got, I do love, one thing I love is despite the conflict in the chat sometimes, we do have an eclectic mix. We do hope you feel welcome no matter what walk of life you're from, uh, no matter what your view is or lack of a view, whatever you want to call it. Let's see. Ophir, thanks for your, he said, see my last comment. Bold like a leopard, thanks for your question. I'm so sorry, folks. By the way, it's like, I think we can get through all these questions. Um, I'm going to, let's see speed through I know there's a lot more coming in right now um, this one yeah I totally uh... cupcake pug dog thanks for your question says Israel didn't do nothing he's a good boy that, that 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 term could definitely get you demonetized really what are they yeah. saying uh, didn't do didn't do nothing uh a didn't do is a racist terminology to refer to african americans in certain contexts oh okay i did not know that well good to know and come on guys stop that all right bold like a leopard says i would debate ryan on this sent you both the info all right well we'll see we can ask ryan i'm open to it next skylar fiction said i want to have tom's baby Next, thanks for your question. I think, I think wait, wait. Godless has a bid of 20,000. Can you match it? Very nice. Uh, he thinks you're a thick boy. And thank you for your question from JG. Good to see you. Says, Tom Jump, are you saying the CIA can't even keep secrets? That is a tough position to defend. LOL. Uh, no, the CIA can definitely keep some secrets, but... The goal would be, can the American government and the Bush administration can keep secrets? That would be the, the idea. It's like if it's an inside job and there's some kind of global conspiracy with the Israeli government, the CIA, and Saudi Arabia all working together and all keeping this a secret, that's not likely. Gotcha. Gabriel K. And yeah, sorry, folks. I know you want to have your question to uh, if some of you, a few of you had questions for Ryan that you wanted to get asked. I honestly had no idea that he was leaving. So sorry about that. Just the, you know, kind of got to roll with the punches, folks. When it's a debate show, it's like we've got guests. And so it's like sometimes things come up. Gabriel K. Thanks for your question. Says, Tom, how does you your bottom lip taste? He he. It tastes it tastes like cherry Pepsi, actually. It's the grossest thing I've ever heard. Okay, next. Thanks for your question. Let's see. And then a reminder, friends, let's see. If you can do us a favor, we... Gosh, we do have... Let's see. We do have some some stuff in the chat tonight where it's like, folks, the rules... Or no hate speech. So, I mean, 
It's pretty obvious. And there's no warnings. And then it's also we're starting to say like, hey, you're, you're going to get a warning. And if you keep pushing, if you give any pushback at all, if you are abusing somebody. So if you were like, oh, my gosh, Tom is, you know, so negative adjective X, Y or Z. And it's like sincere. You're trying to like tear somebody down. It's like, come on, guys, seriously. We, we want our guests to come back. And so if you're interfering with that by being just like a complete jerk, and yeah, we'll probably give you a warning if you keep pushing back. We will ban you. So let's see. And we're pretty easy going though. So it's not like you have to, you're not going to be walking on eggshells, but we just be reasonable people. Gur Mania, thanks for your question. Said, I want to have James Coons's baby. I appreciate that. That means a lot. It's Al the Postman from Alabama. He's <laughs> like, well, Al, maybe. All right. Sigifredo Sarabia, thanks for your question. Says, Pad kid poured curd pulled cod. Pad kid poured cur. Tongue twister. Really? I'm pretty sure that's what he was going for. Gotcha. Peter Piter pecked a pick of peckled peppers. Something let's like that. See. That's fascinating. And let's see. Uh, we do have other questions, so let me try to get to these over here. Okay, yeah, we got we got Sparts. And then bold like a leopard triggered. Thanks for your question. Said, ask Ryan where specifically the hijackers lived next to the Israeli quote unquote agents and what his source is. Yeah, I know that you are triggered because Ryan had to leave. I am sorry for that. And like I said, no idea. But yeah, that's something I forgot to ask. I forgot to ask where his evidence was for that they transported the 9/11 attackers. What well, we can... definitely should have. What we can do, folks, is we can ask Ryan to come back on for real. I'm happy to do it. We got along. Uh, and so he was also flexible. As you guys know that yesterday there was a miscommunication. It's my fault yesterday. So want to take credit for that mistake. And so, yeah, we will uh, try to get Ryan to come back and we can ask those questions. Next one, Ryan in the live chat. Probably not the Ryan Dawson, though, that was just on here. Ryan says, the King David Hotel bombing is a well-documented false flag attack by our greatest ally in the Middle East. Research, bro. What does that have to do with 9-11? I think that was because earlier, like someone said, I think Ryan said, Ryan in the chat, said something about like wanting to meet you in a hotel room at the uh, King David Hotel. And I was like, that's why why so okay um they didn't say that but they said something about like if you they asked if you've heard about it or something let's see yeah but uh that was carried out by like a right-wing zionist organization it wasn't actually the government it wasn't israel gotcha and thanks for your question let's see uh let's see oh tuss beatbox if you can email me i never i'm so sorry you guys I'm like an old boomer. I can't figure out Discord for the life of me. It's embarrassing. Tom's been trying to teach me this stuff, but it's it's hard. Uh, Gurumania, thanks for your question. Said I'm just glad T jumps T jumps girlfriend's godless girl isn't here. Uh, she hasn't bid quite enough money yet. She's gonna have to add a couple zeros first. So are things getting pretty serious with you and Godless Girl? Hey, if she gives me like two million, we we, we maybe I, I could I could tolerate it for two million. 
So you're telling me there's a chance. Okay, next one. Uh, let's see. Bold like a leopard wants a piece of Ryan. Well, we can ask him. Uh, let's see. Next, we have one from Space, who says, could you... Oh, sorry, it's another one for Ryan. Uh, said, they said, can you ask... It's a very sassy one for Ryan. Uh, but so sorry, we just, I, I do want to wait until he's back to ask these. And so come back, I promise. Um, if, if he's back next time, you can definitely ask him if we have him on again. David Keller says, uh, also had a question for Ryan. So we have a lot of questions for Ryan. We will try to get him back on. And so we do appreciate that he was here today. Let's see. Oh, Matt. Oh yeah. Okay. So. This one, I guess, Tom, you can, this is kind of, a, in a way, an objection to you. They're trying to challenge you. Said, my dad used to go, and I think they're saying to New York City, once a week. The FBI searched his van with the National Guard the Tuesday, the week before 9-11. He told me at the dinner table about it. Me and my dad called it a week before. So I think they were saying they, uh, as a result of, like, the increased security they were suspecting a terrorist attack yeah that could definitely be the case i don't know if that would be an objection to anything i said gotcha and then alchemist says why was i put on timeout your mods are out of control they disagreed with me and timed me out and now stripper liquor is quoting me while i'm timed out so i can't respond <laughs> and then let me see because there's nothing I enjoy more than spending my Saturday night over fights in the live chat. Okay, you guys, come on. Let's see, we've got... NS Sherlock says, nice haircut. Could be for you or me, Tom. But I, I, don't, myself, I, don't, I, don't, so I don't think it's for you. I don't think it's Let's for you. See. Let's see. We do have... Let me, let me see who I can find here. Um... Oh, yeah. So what's going on? Like, mods and stuff. Like, I could have sworn Alchemist. I thought you did say something. Like, you said Tom has a micro penis or something. I don't know if that was you, but you said something where we're like, hey, come on. Uh, I, I don't remember what it Van was. Van James. Van James. But seriously, they really did say something bad where I was like, all right, you sound like you're kind of, you know, you're abusing somebody. And so... I don't know what it was, but Alchemist, you know, work with us here. And mods, though, I would say mods. I do get a lot of, I do get even emails sometimes um, where people are like, hey, James, like, your mods are, and I would say, like, it's true. We, <sighs> it's just a tough job, folks. I, I appreciate mods, all that you do. And so, I don't know, it's a tough job. It's, I think sometimes people, like, they just, we've got so many edgelords. People love to come in here and be edgelords and they just, it's, it's where they get their jollies, you know, they get off to that stuff. And I mean, I know like most of the time I assume it's like Tom, but he's debating right now. So it can't be Tom. So, um, <laughs> whatever it is, uh, folks like work with us here we're trying our best. Bold like a leopard. Thanks for your super chat said great debate. Sorry to ended early respect. Appreciate you understanding. Like I said, uh, you know, just, I don't know. It's like that with everything, folks. You know what the hardest thing is? Tag team debates. That's where we're waiting on four people to show up. Sometimes the last guy doesn't show up until, like, or gal doesn't show up until the last minute. 
And then when they do show up, that's when we can finally start fixing the Zoom pictures to OBS. And so it's like, that's why we're sometimes really late. Plus, you should, I'm you should really late. like set that up to be an autumn. You can automatically do that. You don't actually need to do that manually every single time. Yeah, that's true. I do have it set up for myself selfishly, but I do have to teach the new mods that I feel really bad. Carissa um, and others. Gabriel K. Thanks for your question says, let's see. Hate. And then names. Uh... Okay. So they're saying if you hate, uh, black people or trans people or gay people, etc. the first time, you're okay. They're saying the mods aren't hard on you. I'm like, I don't know. I, I think that our mods are trying to look out. For, like we've, That's always been a rule. Um, they said, but if you hate, if you speak out on Steve, I think they mean Steve McRae, your father, Tom. Uh, they said, you were closely monitored and censored by the mods. What a crime. Am I wrong? We should like give bonus points for insulting Steve. I think that would be that would be good, a good thing oh, for the yeah. channel. Steve yeah, is terrible. I mean, we we actually, to be fair, I mean, yeah, I know. Like, well, here's the thing: don't tell Steve. <laughs> I was looking. I was looking at the moderators the other day, and it's true. Sometimes in the past, Steve, love him, but you know, sometimes Steve he will, <laughs> as a mod, he will like ban people just you know, when they insult him and I'm like, I try to tell him like, Steve, you know, I know that it's like, I don't like it either. I get, um, but long story short, Steve may not be a mod anymore. Don't tell him you guys, he's going to be pissed. Oh, he'll be all right. Uh, <laughs> let's see. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, if you want to make fun of Steve, let her rip, uh, next up. Thanks for your question from Jonathan Depew says Tom jump. Ryan said a lot of negative stuff about Zionism, which is understandable. Do you have any insight on how this could step over into anti-Semitism? Uh, well, I mean, Zionism is a kind of nationalism. And so it's if you take it too seriously, any kind of nationalism can be bad. And you shouldn't just judge an entire group of people based off of the extremists in a group. For sure. So you should never say that, well, Jews are bad because some Zionists are extremists. I mean, there obviously are like the, the King Hotel bombing he mentioned that was done by a far right group of Zionists. So you should never generalize based off of a minority who are extremists to apply to the whole group. And that's really what the racists and anti Jewists do. Jews are like the greatest people on earth. I just want to say that Jews are awesome. They make up like 0.2% of the population, make up a quarter of all Nobel Prizes. Jews are awesome. We, we should just move all the Jews to Montana. I would be for that because Jews are awesome. Gotcha. And this question comes in from Nor Mac Cameron says, remember the USS Liberty? Never forget the attack. The boat. And next up, thanks for your question from Germania says, in all honesty, I appreciate you, James. How's school going? Got a PhD yet? Thanks so much for your support. Everything's going well. Uh, this semester is going to be insane. Whew. I'm super thankful for Carissa, Derek, Converse on Thursdays, all the people that help moderate. Because honestly, I'm like, 
basically like time wise it is so hard right now like it's just crazy but we're gonna make it folks so thanks for that support and exciting stuff next semester shouldn't be as busy so i'll be able to do more moderating myself so we do have another question let's see where did i let's see Oh, I remember. Okay, so Adjacent Philosophy says, look at stupid whore energy. We're calling her out. Look at how she interacts with me. So, oh, wait. What we should do right now is, folks, what do you think? One, we do have a lot of moderators. Maybe we should start asking some to resign. The other thing is, We have a very loose leash with our mods. They can say almost anything they want. We do have a, like a higher standard to where they're not supposed to be like mean to guess. Remember that night then when Stupid Whore Energy, this is like a year ago, she like went off on the pagans and she was like, all polytheists were stupid. And yeah, it was like everybody was triggered and Ocean was crying. And I'm just <laughs> kidding. I love Ocean. He wasn't really crying. I, I really do respect Ocean. But Ocean and others were right. It's like, if you're going to have a mod say that, uh, it's like, come on. Like, so should we not allow mods to side in in a debate with one side or the other should he not allow mods to do any sort of insulting because that's the trick is you know we get these like these edge lords who come in and they're trying to provoke the mods so they're like oh screw you like and then they're just waiting to see if the model say something bad back and it's like oh gosh so i don't know it's not easy i don't know Joshua Larson, thanks to your super chat, says, any more mods, and this will be the Maoist Day Debate channel. <laughs> Let's see. Xanos Carthage says, when's Tom versus James happening again? That'd yes, be fun. we should do it. Let's I would love, I don't know if the topics that I'm interested in now fit what you like, but you're pretty flexible. I mean... We could find out, but we might agree on some things because politics, we have some, a couple things in common, but we'll see. I, I do, uh, I do, I do recognize like, cause I got to do a little bit of like, I get to do a little sparring once in a while. And I went on J Jake, actual Jake's channel the other night. It was really fun. And we got to do a little bit of like, it wasn't a debate. It was a discussion. It was a conversation, but it got to a point where it was kind of like, we were kind of like doing a little sparring for fun, for kicks and it was so fun. There's there's something like debating really you feel like you're totally experiencing flow where you're like what psychologists refer to like when you lose track of time and you're totally in the moment and the challenge is matching your like ability and you know which is it's just so fun and so and you know there's a lot of flexibility in that. Sometimes you debate somebody way tougher than you, but you're still like in the moment and and maybe sometimes I debate somebody like Tom, you know, kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. And it's still fun, though, you know. So uh, thanks for <laughs> – just kidding. Uh, Gabriel K., thanks for your questions. I'm rolling on the floor, James. Far from me to laugh at others. Disfortunate, but some people have it coming for them. I think they're talking about your dad, Steve. <laughs> Barn. That's right. And – Oh, Stupid Whore Energy says, start from scratch. Clear out all the mods. And just, and it's true. I mean, we've got some that are like really, really reliable though. <clears throat> but maybe she's right. I don't know. 
Um, Driftin as or Driftin Arizona says, do not allow mods to distract from the debate. It'll ruin the channel. Is that true? I don't know. We've we, so far it's been okay, but yeah, I'd say just get rid of all mods. Just do libertarian free speech. You serious? That's what I do. I just have the bad words banned so people can't do anything horrible. That's all I need. Maybe I should do that. Well, they come up with all these stupid variations of how to spell it. But um, let's see. Uh, this is so fun. Just, I just, I'm so glad to be back with you guys. I missed you. I haven't. I think I told Tom before we started. The last time that I moderated was Monday. Was that? I think that was true. Monday. Because yeah. So the guest, the guest moderators. Thanks, mods, for supporting those guest moderators. It means a lot they're uh you know some of them are new to it and so your help means a lot to them and uh but they're doing great and we have another question look here we go more deleted chats let's see what this one says i'm going to click view he says this will be censored <laughs> okay uh mods why what did he say uh, did he actually say something bad um should at least like require a uh, notification that if you're going to ban someone you have to like post this person was banned for this reason or something and give a screenshot well i'll be real so alchemist says this they say j e w s is considered a bad word and i agree that it's like well first i don't consider it a bad word i would actually agree it's like there is like you you can say like black people white people um but if you say like Jewish people, like, people already, there's a little bit of, like, tenseness in the room, right? Uh, and for me, I'm like, I don't see why that is. Uh, I mean, I, I think we should respect everybody, but just saying, you know, like, Jewish people or Jews, like, nothing wrong think with it. That's, yeah, I don't think there's a bad word. That's not a bad word. Um, in terms of, like, how the channel operates, the reason that the moderators are probably so careful about people saying things like that um, where they're like trying to be extra careful is because that like in a purely consequential sense we do have to kind of kiss the ring of youtube and that means that like i suspect that youtube is probably extra sensitive about that particular demographic we hope that whether you're jewish or gentile no matter who you are what you are we hope you feel welcome so we're just it's kind of like true. We got to play the rules of YouTube. Otherwise, you know, we get the boot. By the way, has anybody heard that Destiny got allegedly, I don't know, I haven't, but I think it's true. Destiny recently got kicked from Twitch partnership. So hopefully, uh, like, hopefully that sorts itself out. I don't think he said anything inappropriate. I think it was actually because. He defended Kyle Rittenhouse. And so it's like, geez, really? Um, can't even. But anyway, Gur, I guess I'm a moderator. I'm not supposed to show. But I mean, well, regardless of whether or not you think he's right, you're like, would anybody really say you, you should be banned if you think Kyle Rittenhouse was using self defense? Jeez. But Gurmania, thanks for your super chat, said. James, I think you and Justin Brierly are good 
breed of Christians. That's really kind of you. Appreciate it. Uh, you said you appreciate and welcome opinions different than your own. Well, I appreciate that, friend. That means a lot. Uh, we really do. I feel like we want to be genuinely tolerant, and that means we want to welcome Trump supporters, communists, and all the strange creatures in between. You know. So we are going to wrap it up. And thanks so much. Let's see. Oh, I just hate leaving. I hate saying goodbye. But folks, if you enjoyed this, if you thought this is a good use of your time, hit that like button if you have not already. If you think this is like a waste of your time and you're like, oh my gosh, I wasted more of my life. Um, I wasted a lot of my life today, not during the debate, but uh, then hit that down vote, you know, just, just stick it to the man, hit the down vote. And so thanks so much, everybody. We do appreciate you. We hope you have a great rest of your weekend. We'll be back Monday, a debate on immigration with Bastiat and John Maddox, in particular on open borders. On Tuesday, we have a debate between Tom's dad, Mr. Batman. He'll be back. He'll be debating R.J. Downard, Tom's grandpa. And I'm <laughs> just kidding. Don't tell R.J. I said that. Um... But yeah, it's going to be excellent. We love you, RJ. Um, or no, wait, was it? Was it RJ? I'm trying to remember. I could have sworn RJ said he can't, maybe. No, 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 it's Jim Majors. Jim Majors is coming back. So that'll um, be yeah. fun. Um, Tom's Batman, brother. Batman versus Jim Majors. Wow. That interesting. Yeah, I'm pumped. And then, and that's on whether or not the flood of Noah happened. Wednesday. I can't remember. Let me see if I can this up but you guys it's gonna be epic let me see if it tom you're not going anywhere all right here. uh we have another super chat saying james harry looks funny no fake news tom okay your likes mean a lot folks seriously if you like juicy topics like this it helps me know if you like it or if you dislike it it helps me to know that you're like hey you know, James, don't do that topic uh, anymore if you dislike it. So, is it true that, uh, I'm trying to think of, is it true that YouTube, I thought that the, uh, I mean, like, do you, you mean like the owner of Google? Complete sentences. We need complete sentences. The owner of Google which ipso facto is the owner of YouTube. I thought it was an Indian guy, right? The CEO, you mean? Yeah. I, I think so. Sundar Pachi. Pichi. Yeah. Pichai. He's, he's not Jewish. What are you guys peddling? You guys think... Okay, next up. Thanks for your kind words, Soli Dio Gloria. We really do appreciate that encouragement. Seriously means a lot. Um, I went like, yeah, I raged on everybody the other night. I can't it was, remember, it was like when Carissa was moderating. Um, and people were like, ugh, they're late. Ugh. And I was like, seriously, it annoys me so much when it's like, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to deal with it with myself, but I like, I'll, you can say what you want, but I'm like, sometimes I'm like when other people are doing it, they're doing their best and we're just thankful to have their help. 
that's when I started. I, it's true. I was like being pretty brutal in the chat. I was name calling and like banning people and stuff. And I, I, you know, I had a temper tantrum. I still don't feel sorry no. about it. I just, it was 1%. I want to be clear. Only 1% of the people at this channel cry and complain. And 99% uh, are either thankful and grateful and awesome and positive and pleasant. Or, you know, they're just kind of like chilling in the background. And they're, you know, maybe not vocal, but we, we love them here anyway. And let's see. Gabriel K, thanks for your super chat. Said, less mods are controlled by you, James. Debates can't happen when hosters are sided. That's why Defund I the like mods. DD. It's an open platform. Keep it that way, please. What'd you Defund say? Defund the mods. What? Defund the police. Defund the mods. Oh, I see. We got to defund them. And thanks for your super chat, Gabriel. I appreciate that support. Jamie Russell, thank you, says hi. Hi back, Jamie Russell. And let's see. Elder Elronder1, let me know uh, if you would like to... Let's see. It let me know if you would like to, if you email me to connect me with that tag team you were talking about, let me know. Uh, then we had somebody said, who was it? I just saw somebody in the live chat said, since when is Jew a bad word? Um, I Obviously, I don't think it's a bad word, but it's like, you know it is. Like It, it is treated like a bad word. Where if you if you do say the word, people are like, "What are you gonna say next?" And it's like, "I'm not gonna say anything bad." Like, I love Jewish people. I love white people. I love black people. I love everybody. Amazing. Okay, so we're not letting. Uh, let's see. Uh, we have another. Thanks for your kind words. But yeah, folks, if you have a favorite. YouTuber and you're like, man, I'd love to see them on Modern Day Debate. And if we haven't heard of them, like we, we try to, we send a lot of invites out, like a ton of my time. That's one of the challenging things about sending emails out is it's like a lot of them you'll never get a response to. A lot of them you'll get, nope, sorry, I'm too busy right now. Or I don't like the topic. And so it's like, if you know of somebody that we maybe have not had on, cause we might not have even heard of them. YouTube is a like planet of its own almost feel free, like helping us connect with those people that helps. And so that is all for tonight. I want to say thanks so much folks. And this time I'm for real. We're actually saying goodbye. So yeah, hit that like if you were pleasured by this debate and we will see you hopefully Monday. Thanks so much folks. Keep sifting out the reasonable from the unreasonable. Both of our guests, Tom and Ryan are linked in the description and we hope you have a tremendous night, an amazing night. Take care.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.